0: So to jump in tonight, we're starting a little different, so we're kind of going to walk through like singleness, dating, kind of like some processes of even maybe like what's it look like to get engaged, then to marriage. But we're going to actually start with marriage because a lot of times we go like, how do we get like, if we're... If you're considering, like, I want to be in a relationship, where is it eventually headed to? Like, there's a hope for most relationships, for most people, like, eventually I want to be married. And so we want to know what good marriage looks like to build from that. So today, we're going to bring up a couple. I'm super thankful they're here tonight. I'm super stoked because their marriage is unbelievable. I've got to hang out with them a ton. They actually moved to Colorado about 20 years ago, and they planted a church up in North Denver 17 years ago. It was one of the... It is been one of the fastest growing churches in the Denver uh, area super grateful amazing leaders but even more excited to learn from their marriage so if you guys would give a hand to Orchard's lead pastors Doug and Shelly Dameron as they come up and we're gonna ask them a few questions here Alright, okay, okay, so Doug, Shelly, we just wanted to connect with you guys and hear a little bit more about your guys' story, and uh, is you kind of like share a little bit, just tell us real quick, like, intro, like, how long have you guys been married, and then why do you guys love marriage? And maybe some juicy secrets on Doug.
1: Yeah, there's plenty. Not on Shelly, on Doug. Yeah, yeah, there's, there's plenty, that's for sure. How much time do you have? Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, we have been married uh, 29 years. It'll be 30 years, December 26th this year, day after Christmas. Day after Christmas. Yep. I have no excuse not to remember my anniversary. It's the day after Christmas, <laughs> December 26th. So 30 years. It'll be. Do you, you double and up just the presents? So you
2: know, your mom will hate that if you get married the day after Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> just see so how.
1: You know. well, we're like all the families here. You know, already together. Let's just do this. Decorations are already up. It worked That's good. Awesome. Family hated it, but we loved it.
0: <laughs> so tell me, like, for you guys, like, you know, 29 years of marriage, it's a long time. Why do you love marriage? Like, why do you guys just even love being married to one another? You want to answer this or you want me to answer this?
2: <laughs> I, I think for me, it's awesome because we're a team, and he's my best friend, and, um, it's just great to do life together and we have so much fun. Um, just so you know, Doug is free entertainment. So I am never bored. He is always entertaining me and um, I just love being a partner in life and a partner in ministry.
1: Yeah. Um... We, I, we really do feel like we married, you know, our best friend, and that's what's carried us for, you know, going on 30 years. Uh, We're in an interesting time of our life. We are now officially empty nesters. Um, okay. We have a son who's 27, a daughter who's 25. Our daughter's married and has our two amazing granddaughters. And I think
0: they have a picture. I think we had a picture of our family. Can we picture of the family? Do we somewhere? have it? We
1: got a picture. Do we? Maybe we don't have a picture. I sent oh. a picture.
0: They have a beautiful family. Were you trying to find is- it? Yeah. How old's your son?
1: Our son is 27.
0: Um, is he single? He is single. So that's why you brought the picture, right? Yes. Ah, I, to, I see, I, I see. I wanted
1: some of the ladies to see the picture. We've been trying to get him to come to one of the Brook events. Um, he's a baseball player. He played college baseball. He now coaches, and he writes for <laughs> baseball and things like that. And uh, so we're a little biased, but he is yeah. a very eligible bachelor lady. And he <laughs> would
2: really hate you for saying that right yeah, now. But <laughs> he would, he would absolutely
1: trouble. kill me, but he is not here. And so don't tell him that I said that. So you can
0: Tell me this, like what initially like attracted you guys to one another when you're dating? Was there a couple things like what initially kind of brought you guys together?
1: Well, that's an interesting story. I won't tell all of the, you know, juicy details. Oh, I thought that was the picture. No, No, not something else. Um, We um, when we met, Shelly was actually uh, finishing high school. And so she was 18. That was her senior year. She was finishing one English class. Uh, but she was also taking some college classes at the local Bible college where I was already attending. And so um, I'm five and a half years older than her. Now that I'm in my 50s, she's always like, tell people, I am not in my 50s. You're in your 50s. She's getting close, though, but I'm just going to leave that alone because I don't want to be in trouble later. But um, she was uh, actually, um, and this is the juicy part. Can we keep it real? How real can yes, we keep please it? keep it real. I, mean, I was technically her youth director. <laughs> I know, guys. I know. I know.
0: That's why you guys moved T- and planted a church across T- the country, huh?
1: Exactly. <laughs> That's right. That's right. We were smart. We we're like, we got to get out of here. But we did not have our first official date until July after she graduated. But we had started talking and kind of liking each other and, and things like that. We actually met, got engaged, and got married in nine months. Um, wow. And Going on 30 years, so and your, it can work.
2: Your dad doesn't like that, so, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When you know, you know.
1: Yep, That's right. but I, I had a friend of mine that, uh, you know, I, I knew God had called me into full-time ministry, and I'm just like, well, I'm going to be in ministry, and I'm going to be a pastor. I need a pastor's wife, and I did a couple other girls and stuff. It didn't work out, and he's like, I got the perfect girl for you. Her name is Shelly, and she's amazing, and I grew up with her family and all this, and I'm like, she's 18. He's like, yeah, I know, and I'm like, and I'm not 18, you know, and, I, but what we realized was she was really mature for her age and I was really immature for my age so and nothing works. has really changed in 30, 30 years, but yeah.
0: So that's a key for the age difference: is find maturity levels that Absolutely. are the same, okay? so it's worked out All right, that's really awesome. Well. Yeah,
1: that
3: is so out. true, I'm just gonna make a note of that. It is so true, like I always wanted to marry like a guy that was older and mature. I met Jason who was younger than me, but I realize you ladies, age does not matter. It's really about maturity, so that's something good to I know. I was
0: so mature.
3: Something good to know, he was so mature, oh my gosh, and dreamy. Um, okay, so as we talk about marriage, you know, Jason and I have been married 15 years, we're always growing in our marriage, learning new things, what would you guys even say is something recently that you've learned this last year just in your marriage?
1: Well, I would say what, one of the things we've learned is when you marry your best friend and you fall in love with someone that you love being with, you love doing things together, we have a lot of similar interests and in things we, we you know, like to do together, we always have. We um, waited for about three years before you know we brought kids into our family, and our philosophy was you know we're going to be together. We were together before our kids came along. We're going to be together after our kids are gone. So it's really important that we always are intentional to invest in our marriage and find things we enjoy doing together. And so we, that is really paying a lot of dividends now that we are empty nesters and our kids are out on their own. And uh, people in our church they they know we're empty nesters now, and they'll be like how are you guys doing? We're, we're praying for you. You know, are you guys okay? And we're like, it's awesome. <laughs> we can do whatever we want, whenever we want, yeah. wherever we want. <laughs> you know what I she mean?
2: talks a big game, but you know. <laughs>
1: It is a lot of talk. It is a lot of talk. But it is true, you know? Our kids are like, you guys are always going and doing fun stuff. We just got back from a a trip, a vacation. We spent a week on a catamaran in the U.S. Virgin Islands with three other couples. And our kids are like, we want to do that. You know, so we're having fun. We're enjoying it.
0: Well, I I love that because a lot of times I feel like, you know, on the other end, like my parents actually got a divorce after the kids all went out of the house. And it felt like it was almost like there was no chemistry that like through kids age. And so I just love even hearing that because I think that's a good mental note. And a lot of times people like, well, what can I learn from like married people right now? One of the best things I ever did when I was single was just going, okay, I'm going to store that away because I want to have our relationship keep growing through kids so that we actually like each other want to spend time with each other post-kids. So that's awesome.
2: Yeah, I think it's important that you don't make children the focus of your marriage, that this is more important than than the children and making sure that we spent time together um, our our kid you know our son played baseballs all over you know Colorado and you know really busy and um, our daughter has um, some health issues so that was really challenging and even though we had all this and then planting a church on top of that, even though we had all this going on we made sure and made time for each other and made that a priority and you know there are times where we would just be like we're having a conversation and you guys, Cannot interrupt us. Like this is important and our relationship is more important and, you know, it's just paying off now. And, you know, our relationship with our kids is great, even though we made um, each other a priority. And I think because of that stability of making each other a priority, it made them feel very safe.
1: Cool. Yeah, we've always believed that the best gift we could give our kids is a great marriage. Mm. And and I think that's really Playing itself out. That's for awesome. Sure. And you know, she mentioned sometimes we'd say to the kids that, you know, hey, we need some time together. We're having a conversation. A conversation.
2: <laughs> Once again, he talks. <laughs> it's
0: a 30 second conversation, but it was a hey, conversation. Hey, hey, no. Just Come on. Jason. <laughs> Come on. 45. 45. Come on. Okay, so here's a question I think a lot of people have. When it comes to marriage, a lot of people are even saying, like, is marriage this like, out of date like is it out out of date like do we really need to get married why do you think marriage should be like the goal for a serious relationship and even maybe touch on just what do you guys see in the like from what god would say marriage is
1: well i think we have to remember that marriage wasn't man's idea it was god's idea you know, he created man, he created woman. He said, it's not good that the guy should be alone. We know that, right, guys? Just, we'll mess everything yeah. up and we need some help. And, and he, he, he designed that. He put it together. He knows how it best is supposed to operate and best is supposed to work. Unfortunately, we've let the world and society try to tell us what you know, relationships or dating or marriage is, and if we get back to God's design, it can be amazing. It can be, you know, a beautiful thing, and I don't think it's out of date at all as long as you go into it, you know, with the right expectations and a biblical foundation, a godly foundation doing it God's way. um, It can be, you know, something that's amazing.
3: Um so what would you say like if the goal of dating is marriage like should i only date to find a spouse like what should dating be for what should it look like
1: you Want to take a stab at that one?
2: <laughs> well <clears throat> for me it it was it was one of those things where i had a very high standards and i wasn't just going to date somebody just to date them but um i was going to date somebody that I felt like I would have a possibility of marrying. Um, Because I think if you, if you, uh, you know, are always playing the field and, and all of that, then um, it can really cloud your judgment and it can cause a lot of heartache. And, you know, a lot of people play at relationships instead of taking it seriously and looking for those things that are really important. And I know I was very young but I also had a very high standard, and I knew what I wanted, and um, I wasn't really willing to settle for less than that, um, except for like height-wise, you know. I was okay with that.
1: I've heard them all yeah. thirty years. I've heard exactly. them all. Believe me.
2: Believe me, he makes. I'm, I'm the surprised it about took it. this long.
1: Um, yeah, and I, I want to share this because I know everybody's at different places, you know, in relationships, and you know whether you're single, you're married, or or dating, whatever it is, um, I didn't always do it right. Um, Shelly did, and I'm grateful for that. I praise God for that. You know, she, you know, grew up in a Christian home, kind of always followed God. Never really had this wild streak. Um, I did. Um, I grew up in a Christian home, accepted Christ when I was eight years old. God called me into ministry when I was in middle school, but when I turned 16, I got a car, I got a job, I got a girlfriend, I got another girlfriend, I got another girlfriend. I got away from God, went off to college. There was about six years of my life that, you know, I just was kind of doing my own thing. I was doing the college scene. I was doing the party scene. I was, you know, dating like everybody else, whatever you want to call it, playing the field, you know, and and made a lot of unwise, you know, bad decisions, even to the point that I thought, you know, in, in my heart of hearts, I was like, you know, one day I'll stop all that and I'll settle down and I'll find a good godly girl because I want, you know, I want, I want a godly girl when I'm ready to get married and get serious. But what I realized was the lifestyle I was living, I wasn't going to find a godly girl. Godly girl wouldn't want what I was doing. And one of the things that, um, you know, one of my mentors said to me, I've always remembered, is become the person you're looking for is looking for. And so I had to changed some things, and God got a hold of my heart and, you know, turned my life around, but even then, the enemy, like, tried to discourage me and defeat me, like, you've messed up too much, you've made too many mistakes, you're, you're you know, you're gonna kind of have to settle, and God brought this amazing woman into my life that, gotta get emotional, um, it, you know, I feel so grateful for um, that I don't deserve, and she accepted me, and she forgave me, and God forgave me, and I just want to encourage some of you That maybe you've done some things. You go, man, I wish I could do it different. I wish I could change it. Listen, you can't change last week. You can't Mm. change last month. You can't change last night. Mm. But you can change. God can change today and tomorrow. And he can do amazing things beyond what you could
0: ever imagine.
3: That's a good word, isn't it? I think we need to make some noise. That one. Yeah, Um, I love that. So as we kind of talk to an audience, people are in all different places here, I think sometimes um, singles feel like um, churches can kind of uplift married couples and discredit singles. Like, how would you kind of speak to that?
1: Yeah. You know, it can be challenging. Like our area where we're at, we're up in the Brighton area, you know, kind of out of the airport and it's a lot of young families. There's not a a ton of singles because there's not a college close by and things like that. Most of the singles that are there are um, singles that have maybe gone off to college or something and they've moved back because they can't afford to live in Colorado unless they live with mom and dad. And we get that. And, but now we're starting to get more and more. And so a lot of the things we do you know, as a church, we do gear them more toward couples and families, but we're trying to hopefully prepare singles, um, for marriage, if God would have that for them and what that can look like. And, you know, so many of the things that, you know, we learned, it's like, man, I wish I learned some of those things earlier. So those of you that are single, man, you're in a great place to be here at something like this, to learn some of these things and be better prepared. And then, um, because we didn't feel like we were best equipped to minister to singles. That's why we par- partnered with you guys, yeah. and we partnered with the Brook. And we're like, we don't have to reinvent the wheel. These yeah. guys are doing it, and they're killing it. And so we've got a whole group. There's some people here tonight, even from yes. Orchard, and we've got Orchard groups that are Brook groups, and yeah. and so it's like, let's find people that are doing that and doing it well. And I think I don't know anybody doing it better than you guys are. You're killing it.
0: So, oh, thanks. Yeah. Well, and just I say that the way I was supposed to, Jason. We said it. Yeah. yeah. I'll give you 20 bucks email, so. after stage. Uh, no, and if you guys know anybody or, or live up in the North Denver area and looking for a church home, I would encourage you guys. Orchard's an awesome church. We love them. have a ton of people involved with the Brook with them. So if you're up in the on the North side there, we'd love for you to connect with Doug and Shelly. Connect with us and we can connect you more. And then even on the singleness, I think one of the questions we had was just, how would you guys encourage, like, if there's some single people in here right now, like, how to maximize just your singleness, like... What what have you seen like when singles really can maximize their singleness?
2: I think right now you have an opportunity because you know when you when you are married and when you have children, um, it's harder to serve the Lord. And I think you have an opportunity um, to really focus on Him and your relationship with Him and um, serving Him. And you know you're you're you can do a lot of things without um, those. Um, you know, commitments at home. And so take advantage of that. Enjoy that. And really focus on the Lord because um, he, he has somebody for you. And if you're in a right space with Him, He's going to lead you and guide you to the right person. And so I think it's just an awesome opportunity to focus on Him and also just be a part of the mission of helping other people find, follow Jesus and um, enjoy that because um, you have just a great opportunity.
1: Yeah, and I just, I would say this, because I'm sure that, you know, in a room this size, there are people at lots of different places in their spiritual journey, and maybe some of you are just kind of exploring your faith and just kind of checking this out. What does faith mean? What does... Who's this Jesus guy? And maybe some of you, you've made a faith decision. Maybe you, some of you have been a believer for a very long time. You know, wherever you are, that's one of the things I love about this ministry. They're going to, they're going to meet you where you are. And um, I know we love having people in the room that are coming to a place that's a safe place to explore your faith and what this is all about. And so regardless of wherever you may be in your spiritual journey, um, This is what we believe because this is what we find, you know, in the scriptures because God, again, designed marriage. He created it. And I think one of the biggest challenges that a lot of singles and even couples face is they get their priorities out of order. Um, People talk about finding the one. I got to find the one. I'm praying for the one. I'm trying to find my soulmate, the one, the one, the one. And they think that's another guy. They think that's another girl. And I can tell you, it's never another guy or another girl. It's God. It's always God. God has to be your one. I mean, Jesus was asked one day by some religious leaders, okay, of all these laws and do's and don'ts and all this, if you could only boil it down to one thing, what would it be? If we only kept got one right, and Jesus said in Matthew, I think it was 22, "You know, love the Lord your God with all your heart all your soul, all your mind, all your strength. You know, seek first the kingdom of God and being right with him. And then all the other things will be added. They'll fall into place. And so the the most important thing I would say to single people is make God your number one priority. You know, and no matter whether you find someone else or not, if God is your number one, he's gonna be the one that has a plan, a purpose for your life. He's the only one that can bring you ultimate fulfillment and satisfaction. We have a great marriage. We have a great relationship, a great friendship. But I I make a lousy God. I I, I can't be God for Shelly. She can't be God for me. Only God can do that. And so seek God first, make God your one, and then pray that God might bring a two into your life. God, I'm gonna make you number one above all else, and I'm going to trust you if you have a two, and then pursue that two with all, all of your heart.
3: Wow. I love that. That takes a lot of pressure off of yeah. your spouse yeah. to not expect them to be the one. I think I did that when we were first married, and I, I soon learned that you're not perfect, but <laughs> it took a lot of pressure off It took off like three years. <laughs> um, <laughs> three minutes. So, no, I love that. I think that is so good, making God your one, and Praying, who's that number two person you can do life with?
1: Yeah, and that's the number one challenge. You know, When we've tried to meet with couples, married couples that are struggling wow. and they're having challenges, almost always you can boil it down to they're trying to find ultimate fulfillment and satisfaction in the other person. Mm-hmm. And they're never going to be able to live up. That's a standard that, that only God can live up to. Um, I have one of my mentors say it this way. Most marriages begin with two, as two ticks and no dog. <laughs> Just think about that. Two ticks mm. and no dog. What do they do? They suck the life out of each other, you know? And so God has got to be the one, you know, and we always say marriage, you know, is, is marriage really isn't between two people. The way God intended it is marriage is supposed to be between three people. And it's like a triangle. And God is number one at the top, you know, husband over here, wife over here. And the closer that they each grow in the relationship toward God, they will grow closer to one another. I love
3: that. It's a so trinity. Okay.
1: I mean, it's a picture of the trinity. It really is.
3: So good. Um... So, as we kind of close up our time together right now, what would be like the last encouragement you would give these young professionals? but something you would tell them, and in, in terms of relationships?
0: What I just said. <laughs>
3: just said. I uh, love it. Uh,
0: uh, and the ticks, I got that because I'm from Oklahoma, exactly. and like I'm you from are. Oklahoma. Yes, yeah, see, I knew you would yeah, get that. I, knew I didn't know if anybody else okay. in the room would get that. Ticks are those things that get on you and suck blood. Yeah. Anyway, they're pretty gross.
1: I, yeah, I think I would say this. Um, need to understand, you know, if, if you're going to get married, the world has so distorted what God intended marriage to be. And I think, unfortunately, the way the world defines marriage, marriage is like a contract. But God wants marriage to be a covenant. See, contracts are based, the problem with a contract is a contract is based on mutual distrust, You know, I don't know if I trust you, so I need a contract. You know, if you do your part, I'll do my part. If you don't do your part, I'm out. Contracts are meant to be sometimes broken, but marriage is supposed to be a covenant. It's not based on mutual distrust, but mutual trust with one another, and we're going to make this work. There's going to be good days. There's going to be bad days. There's going to be good years. There's going to be bad years, but we're in this, you know. Till death do we part, for better, for worse, for richer, for poorer, in sickness and in health. I mean, it's easy to say those things, but you know, really living those out and, and seeing this as, as as a covenant and not a contract. And I, if I can just take just a little bit more. One of the the challenges I think that happens in society today. We live in this kind of try before you buy. You know, try before you jump in. You know, you know, living together is kind of like, of course, you're going to do that first. And I understand how that seems like that makes sense. Here's the challenge with that. A lot of times singles will live with someone else to see if they can make it work before they get into the covenant of marriage. And then what happens is when things don't go well, you know, you move your stuff in for a while and you got your toothbrushes by each other and all that. But then when things get rough, what do you do? You pack up your stuff, you take your toothbrush and you go and then you find somebody else. Then maybe you move in with them for a while. And what we don't realize is we're practicing divorce. And then maybe we do that two or three times and then we get married and if things aren't going well, we just default to what we've always done. We take our stuff and we go. Rather than saying, I'm in this for life, for better or for worse. This is not a contract. This is this is a covenant.
3: Boom.
0: Right there, that was man. Good. good thing I asked that last right. question. Oh, that yeah. was money.
3: That was money. So, um, well, thank you guys so much for all your wisdom for speaking into our life. I learned a bunch. And so I'm just thankful that you guys would come and join us here today. So let's give it up for Doug and Shelley. Woo
2: hoo! Thanks, guys.